let's get started. Welcome to Million Dollar Career. I'm with my returning host, Craig Picken. We're going to talk about the making of a superstar. Let's do it. How you Rob. doing, Craig? Rob, good. Good. Happy Sunday. Yeah, man. Cowboys are playing the Redskins today. Big game. Oh, there you go. It's a great NFL. <laughs> Army, Army, Navy yesterday. The wrong, the wrong team won. I'm sorry to hear that. Army, nah, you guys, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, Army's oh. got a good team. Army's actually got a good team this year. I think they were nine and finished the season nine and three. So impressive. So wow. Uh, wow. they did okay. They good played man. well. They played well. It's so good. it's all good. Yeah, no, good NFL day. It's a good day here in southeastern court Carolina. So yeah, man. Looking forward to looking forward to talking this. We got a we got a good we got a great topic today. Yeah. So the making of a superstar. I know Patrick Mahomes is one of your favorite guys. And uh, off camera, uh, just before this, you and I were talking about a guy that I placed with one of my clients eight years ago that, and I'm not overstating this, single-handedly took this company from $1.3 million of revenue to a transaction that just transpired a year ago where this company was acquired after he built the employee benefits department for $51 million single-handedly because he was the number one sales guy producer. And then he just started asking mm -hmm. me to hire more sales guys, fill it out with more support people. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And as I like to say, you know, if somebody else can do it, so can you. So I started thinking about this guy. I, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he's a real inspiration to me. And one of the reasons why I get so excited about doing what I'm doing because I like to build companies and I like to put winners in companies. Yep. So yep. we can kick that off. And if, if you want to talk about the quarterback from Kansas city a little bit, let's do no, it. I just, I love talking about, look, I love talking about superstars. I'll tell you what really, the one thing I really enjoy is watching somebody who's a no name or somebody yeah. not who's necessarily a no name, but somebody who just comes in and transforms yeah. The organization. I was reading, there's a great article. I'm trying to look at it. Yeah. You know, while we're talking here, there was a great article in the wall street journal yesterday or it came out yesterday or Friday. Yeah. You get the weekend edition. And it was talking about a lady who joined Airbnb. You know, okay. just before COVID and, you know, Airbnb was completely crushed. You know, COVID yeah. crushed Airbnb. And she went, she's like, she went from a very vulnerable position. And she's like, yeah, two months after she started, she's like, do I even have a job? And then she started saying, hey, look, you know, kind of into it. And this is our story. I love, I love hearing this stuff. She yeah. starts going, hey, look, we can't get people to our Airbnb, you know, to our, to our properties. Let's start doing online Zoom experiences for people. Hosting them on Zoom, Airbnb, and they hated the idea, but they did it anyway. And they found out it was, I mean, it was just such a huge success. Now that, you know, the lady just got promoted. She's senior vice president or something or another. I'll find the article. Yeah, but it was so such a, such a cool story. Yeah. You know, everybody poo-poo's the idea. She's like, no, you know what? Let's just give it a try. You know, let's keep pushing. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. And yeah. boom, it hits. And you love that transformation story. Love what people yeah, because, can do. 
Yeah, and then so with this guy, you know, I I kept thinking about this and thinking about it and thinking, like, why was this guy so successful? I mean, how the hell did he build this company from one to fifty million? And I was talking to him, and he told me he says, you know, I knew what the end game was, and then it was just a question of putting together. The short steps. How do I get there? The tactical moves, one by one by one. He says, "I knew I would get to where I am now. I just had to take every day as as a single as a single engagement and just march mm-hmm. towards the long term goal." Mm-hmm. And he said, "It's really as simple as that." He started with the end in mind. Yeah, he knew he knew what the destination was. How do I get there? Yeah. And and you know, you think about the million dollar career. You know, we talk about million dollar careers. Here's a guy that had look. I knew I knew what the ultimate goal was going to be. I knew what the ultimate build out was going to look like. I knew what the ultimate success was going to look like. How do I get there? But too many people don't. They don't have that vision. Yeah. They right. they, they yeah they start where they start. And and then they just walk. Organizations, companies do the same <clears throat> damn thing. They just they pick up every shiny object and they don't really know where they're going. They just know that they think that movement, you know, speed is life. If I, if I move and I move, move fast, I'll have. Well, you life. Know, uh, yeah, I'll give you a military analogy. You know, I, I work with special forces um, down at Fort Polk in yep. what's called JRTC. Mm-hmm. And. We get a lot, we get involved in a lot of training, a lot of leadership stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have this term in the military, and you probably know this too, being a former aviator in, in the US Navy, uh, decisive engagement. So d- decisive engagement is what the military calls when you're away from the flagpole, you're outside the wire, mm-hmm. and you're under attack from all sides. You got to get out to safety. It's called decisive engagement. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? You prioritize and then you execute. Mm-hmm. It's what this guy did from a million dollars to 51 million. Mm-hmm. He decisively acted every day and he prioritized and he executed. In other words, he didn't try and do six or seven different initiatives at the same time. He focused on selling mm-hmm. insurance. He prioritized that and then he executed on it. Mm-hmm. And then after he finished that, he added marketing. After he mm-hmm. finished that, he added all the websites, all the process. But he basically decisively engaged his target, as you would in a military situation. But but his path was one thing and one thing only. Yes, it was it was corporate comp and benefits. We're going to become the we're going to become a fifty million dollar or whatever the yeah fifty million dollar comp and benefits company. Yep. And this is how we're going to get there from where we are today. But he wasn't going, oh, let's go sell health insurance. Oh, right. yeah, I want to go sell something different. Oh, I want to go right. do, I want to go do this. He was you know, laser beam focused on, you know, what he was laser beam focused on what his, what his goals were. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, that's a hard, you know, being laser focused. It's a hard task. Yeah. Because well, you know what? There's uh, so many distractions. So many distractions. Right. Yeah? So, a client of mine called me up, uh, probably 
this was a month ago when I started doing executive coaching, right? Yeah. Really good client of mine. He calls me up. I can't mention any names, but he says, our sales are flat. We're losing people. Yeah. We're spending a lot of money. We have a lot of initiatives going. Mm-hmm. He says, we can't get out of our own way. He says, I need some help. Can you come in and help us out? So I'm over here in Abu Dhabi and I'm doing Zoom calls with his board. Mm-hmm. And the question I asked was, I said, I understand you guys have a lot of initiatives going on. Like, what are the initiatives? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> these guys were like opening up six more offices on the East Coast. They were redoing their systems, mm-hmm. redoing their website. They had hired a marketing and branding company to change their logos and branding. Mm-hmm. Had hired a new operations person to do a matrix organization. Mm-hmm. And there were like three or four other things. And I'm like, how the heck can you guys do all these initiatives? And he said, well, we have to rescue the company. I mean, we're in a downward spiral. I said, well, I said, hold on for a second. Yeah. I'm thinking this. I'm thinking decisive engagement now, right? Yeah. Like prioritize and execute. I said, what is the most important thing that you've got to do? What, what is the most important initiative? You know what he says, right? Sales. Yeah. I got to, I, I got to, I got to work on my yeah. sales team. I got to get yeah. sales. I got to drive top line revenues. I said, okay, why don't you take all the resources, all the time, energy, and money that you're spending on all this other stuff and throw it into your sales department? Just, just drive sales. Just drive sales. He goes, right. really? He goes, what, what about these other initiatives? Are we just going to forget about it? And I said, no, no. We're going to focus for six months on sales. We're going to incentivize your salespeople. That marketing money, we're going to produce sales materials. Right. That website, we're going to we're going to focus it into networking. Mm-hmm. Get your guys out to do networking, connections, conferences, mm-hmm. developing COIs. He did this so that they marshaled. They weren't really bought into it, but the guy said, "Okay, we're going to do this, Rob." Mm-hmm. And ever since that happened, it, it yeah. it's been a month now. The guy called me up and says. Sales are up 36% already, man. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. only been a month. He goes, no, he says, we are kicking ass, man. Mm-hmm. I said, keep doing what you're doing. And then when you get to a point where you're comfortable with your sales, mm-hmm. then you can take on one of these other initiatives. And that's what mm-hmm. they're going to do. And that was all prioritize and execute mm-hmm. one thing well, at a time. I look at GE, you know, Jack Welch, you know, the, the, the CEO of the century. Yeah, I think I think the downfall. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I think you know. There's going to be a lot of critics of Jack Welch, but the way I look at it, this was Jack Welch. He got G into this monster conglomerate: aviation, energy, healthcare, you know, appliances. Yeah, you know, they're a big leasing and finance company. They got in all this stuff, and 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 I go, all right, Welch got them into that, and they're monumentally profitable. And then when he left, it was Imel's job to go take the company a different direction. And if what Welch got him into wasn't going to work, it was Imel's job to figure out what would work, right? So there's a lot of criticism towards Jack right now. And I'm like, shit, the guy did, did, he did his job. You know, the, the stock was on fire. The company was on fire. It was good. You know, as the next generation CEO. But ultimately now you see what they're doing is they're, hey, look, we're, we're you know, we, we sold off, you know, we sold off appliances. We're splitting the company up into three. Let's let each publicly traded company focus on the one thing it's good at. And let's not worry about, you know, we're going to put the right CEO there. They're going to focus on what they're good at. And that's all they have to worry about. Yeah, you, know, you think yeah. about, we're, you know, we're talking about Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, 
and you know, earlier. You remember Bo Jackson? I love Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. You know, young kids won't know Bo Jackson. You know, Bo was everywhere. Nike guy, you know, Bo. You know, yeah. He was everywhere, man. Played professional yeah. football and professional baseball at the same time. Ultimately, what happened was he got hurt playing pro baseball and wrecked his pro football career. And he was done. He was done as an athlete. So, you know, the, the fact that he decided to go both ways was a real, you know, was a short-term sugar high. Whereas Mahomes turned down a $7 million baseball contract. When he was a really? freshman, in, when he's a freshman in college, he turned down. He was a, he was good. He was he was a pitcher, freshman oh. in co- freshman in college. You could throw a fastball at ninety five miles an hour. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, he turned down. He turned down a pro baseball contract. He said, "I'm going to focus on football." Well, now he's worth a half. You know, now his contract's worth a half a billion dollars. Jesus. You know, he's like, "Hey, look, I'm going to go. For, I'm going to go do the one thing where I can go make the biggest bang for the buck: football." Yeah. Think about that. A guy has a chance to make seven million with seven million dollars by anybody's standards, that's enough to retire on. Mm-hmm. A person could take seven million easily retire on that. Yeah. But he chose not to. Yeah. I mean, so you know, it's but it's like this. I was laughing. I had this, I had this idiotic conversation the other day. Um, senior vice president of a company called me up. He's like, Hey, we want you to do some work for us. I'm like, all right, yeah. I mean, yeah, he knows what I do. I've I've actually placed the guy before. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I placed the senior vice president. He calls me up and he says, "Hey, look, I want you to do some work for us. Okay, um, I'm going to introduce you to our HR guy. HR guy's completely over his head. He is so freaking clueless. He, he, he'll never be he'll never be found. He, he's so lost he can never be found. I know somebody like that. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, hey, look, 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 we, we don't want to do anything. We don't want to do, do any retained searches. Okay, well, I'm out. He goes, but, but would you do this? Would you look on our website? Would you look on our website? We've got about 30 things we really need done. And would you look on our website? And if you could help us with any one of those things, man, I, I will, we, we, we'd love it. <laughs> so I'm supposed to look, <laughs> go look on the website from anything from <laughs> accounting manager. <laughs> And I'm like, this is why you don't let HR be in, in charge of recruiting. Right. Exactly. Because they're not good at it. And 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 I can see the conversation when they go back, when he goes into the office. I mean, he's a comp benefit. He's probably really good at your comp benefits, 401k, right. that crap. But but now he's got to go to a meeting and somebody goes, Hey, how are we coming on like all those positions that we need filled to grow to double? And he goes, um, yeah, great. We, 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 I told a bunch of recruiters to look at our website and if they could help us on anything, um, you know, we're, we're, they will, or, or, or I think they will, or, or I hope I will, they will, or maybe they will. I, I don't, I don't really know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> now you're finding his replacement. And, and I think about companies, I'm like, you know, this, but this is the, they, they just don't know when to be good. When to really focus on the important yeah. stuff? Yeah, of, they're not focused on making money. No. They're not focused on. They're not. I don't know what they're focused on. No, they're not focused on making money. But they're not focused. <laughs> they're not focused on anything. I don't think right now. HR, you know, HR freaking hates us, man. <laughs> nah, there's some good. Look, there's some. I know. Hey, wait. 
you're always sticking up for HR, but I'll tell it like it is. They, they freaking hate us, man. Come on, man. I did HR. We're a threat to them. <laughs> Those poor. But, what, but once again, you think you think of, you think about it. you think about it. Put it this way. They hate us. Man. Go back to Uber Focus. Go back to <laughs> go back to Uber Focus. Yeah. You know, you start with the end in mind. What's my end? My end is to make a million dollars a year. Yeah. That's my end. Okay. Every year I start the year $100,000 in the hole because I got to go pay health insurance. I got to go pay my rent. I got to go office rent. I got Zoom and, yeah. you know, I got $30,000 worth of travel I got a budget for and I got all this other stuff, conferences, whatever else. So I start about 100 grand in the hole. And at the end of the year, I want a million dollars in my pocket. My, so I know what the end is for me. And I am uber focused to get there. Right? Yeah. Now you can take an HR person who's got 100, your typical HR, who's got 100 different people pulling on their pant leg. I need this, or I need that, or we got to do yeah, crop and so. benefits, or you, you talk about you got nobody, you got nobody, fo I'm focused. You're focused. Why are we yeah. really good at delivering the right people at the right place at the right time? Because we're uber focused on yeah, definitely. one little area of our, of our business. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. So speaking about superstars, so how about this? I've got a client and they said, uh, Hey, we need the following person. Here's the experience. Here's a position description. Okay, great. Yep. I find a person that's got, some of the experience, but not all of it, but yep. some of it, you know, but this person, this person has grit. They've got the mental acuity, team ability, drive, leadership, great personality, pleasant. I mean, just mm -hmm. bright. I know this person is going to be a superstar. Yep. I gave her a personality. I gave her my own in-house personality profile, if you will. This woman scored off the charts. I mean, yep. I, I don't think I've ever seen a score this high. And just to talk to her, even on a Zoom call, was impressive for somebody that's like 27 years old. And you know how hard it is to find young yep. talent, right? Right. Master's degree in yep. fine arts, you know, just an incredible person. I send a resume to the HR person. Yep. And she looks at it, and in one sentence, no, we're not interested. I sent an email back. <laughs> Why aren't you interested? I don't hear for a week. I don't hear from these people for a week. Mm -hmm. I pick up the phone. I call her. I said, "Why are you paying me as much as you do? If you're if if all you want is a resume and you're going to make mm -hmm. and you're going to make the call based on experience, mm -hmm. you're paying me way too much money." I said, "I can't work for you anymore." Mm -hmm. So I sent her an email that says, I'm sorry, but the search is over with. I'm out. Right. Yep. I'm out. I get an email from the uh, CFO, who's mm -hmm. a good friend of mine. Hey, Rob, what the heck's going on? I heard you resigned from the assignment. You know, we place yeah. like nine people with us. Yeah. I, I can't work with the HR person because she's hiring based upon experience. You hire me because skills and attributes, and she's right. got all these unbelievable attributes. He says, he said, well, let me talk to her. So he talks to her. And he says, I want to hire this woman. Okay. Yeah. But he says, we got to put her through the interview process. She, she, between you and me, Rob, she's perfect. She's going to be a superstar. He recognized yeah. it. Yeah. Back to the HR person. 
getting this individual into the recruiting process was like pulling teeth. Yep. She threw up every obstacle. Three weeks later, mm -hmm. this woman was the head of the personal lines department, who's a friend of the HR, sent me an email. Hey, Rob, thanks a lot. We've all looked at this candidate, but we've decided to move on. Okay. We need somebody with more experience. I call the CFO. He calls me back and says, we're going to do a group interview. They do the group interview. Mm -hmm. He says, send her an offer letter. They hired her. Yep. HR person quits. Yeah. She's out. She's out. She out or was she out? Did she quit or was she quitted? <laughs> probably a combination. See, but, that, but, 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 but this is the crazy deal. man. This yeah. is the deal. This is why I don't let I, you know, I don't, you know, look at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. You know, I, everybody's entitled to a mulligan or two, and, and I'm not perfect. And there's some that I don't get right, you know, but nine out of 10, what I'll look for over experience is brains, smarts, enthusiasm, drive. And, and, yeah. and future ability. And you get me somebody who's real, who is, you find me somebody who's intelligent and willing to work through, you know, walk through brick walls or run through brick walls, and who's willing to do what it takes to be successful. I'll take that over a rerun with 30 years experience. I'll take somebody with five years of experience who's willing to, absolutely, to, who's willing to get it done versus a rerun with, I have 30 years experience. I'm like, okay, great. I love your 30 years experience, but yeah, you're still a senior manager. And yeah, that doesn't. That was the life insurance guy that we yeah. talked about at the beginning. Yeah. I'm looking at, I actually have a list and, 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 and you know, we have a list when we assess mm -hmm. candidates, mm -hmm. we go through the experience, check it off. We go through mm -hmm. the skills, you know, skills like communication skills, analytic skills. Mm -hmm. These are all skills, but the attributes, you know, the experience and the skills are the wine. But the attributes, that's the cocaine. You know what I mean? That's the cocaine, man. Yeah. You're talking grit. I got a wrestle right here. Here's the attributes that we grade on. Grit, mental acuity, drive, leadership, mm -hmm. and team ability. Mm -hmm. Those five are what you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. If I find somebody with grit, mental acuity, drive, leadership, and team ability, I'm presenting that candidate with a minimum of experience. Mm-hmm. And if my client, and I know some of my clients listen to this, so take this as a warning shot. <laughs> if I submit, because I'll fire your ass, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I fired somebody last week, you know? I'm telling you, anybody who's listening out there, I will fire your ass, okay? If I send you a candidate that's got these attributes that I can recognize and test on, and you say to me, Rob, well, they don't have the experience, you're probably going to get fired. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I want to work with winners and you're not a winner. Winners hire on attributes. Losers hire on experience. It's been mm -hmm. proven, right? Tell mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong about this. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing it? 20 years. Yeah. You, you, you probably have, a, you, you've probably got a good idea. Once again, you've got a good idea. It's focus. Yeah, yeah. You've got a good idea, but you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, this is where, you know, I could tell who is a mediocre executive because they won't stand up for their own hiring process. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, you you got to go do. You know, it's it's either if you're not making the decisions and you're not driving your own ship and you're not driving your own P and L, then then it's not then you know you've got nothing.
if you're if you're relying on you know HR to say whose resume gets through, it should be if you're the if you're hiring for the position, be involved in the process. Hey, I want to see every resume that comes through there. Yeah, you know that, that's it. I want to see. I want to see. I want to talk about it. if you if if you think somebody is good enough that you're going to send them to us, tell me why. Tell me, but but they don't want to do that. They want to outsource. They want to outsource. Mediocre executives want to outsource their success. They're afraid exactly. to make. They're afraid to make a decision. They want somebody else to. They want somebody else to make it for them. And you know what it's like. <laughs> I just thought of this. You know what it's like? It's like in the NFL draft, they all the experts, all the pundits come out with these who the top, who should go in the first two rounds, right? Yep. And they talk about this. There's a lot of general managers who are under extreme pressure to pick one of those guys because they don't want to be the guy that passed on Mahomes or something. So there's a lot of people that pick people that they're not really bought into. And it's the same thing with these hiring authorities. If they're looking for somebody that's got the educational pedigree for the five years with this company or the 10 years with that company because they're protected, right? But they mm -hmm. don't want to take a gamble on what the recruiter tells them. But they don't realize that mm -hmm. I know like 100 times more about talent acquisition than they'll ever know. They well, don't always many, do our jobs. You, you, know? you do, yeah, you talk to a thousand executives a year. How many does your average hiring person talk what do they hire three or four people a year you know yeah. maybe two five but this is what i loved about the military if you've got if you're accountable for the results you've got the responsibility to get there <clears throat> and too many people the, the 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 superstars will take will take on the accountability and they'll take on the responsibility yeah. and they're happy with both and they're very happy with both of them. Like you're like your $50 million guy. I started with the end in mind. Yeah. You know, I knew what I needed to do to get there. I, I set up the processes that were going to help me get there. And I, I, I took responsibility of getting the people on board who were going to get me there. And I did it, but uh, you know, an, you know, a mediocre executive, they want to outsource their success. Yeah. Oh, that's you go through HR. Like HR needs, like like HR needs one more headache on their plate to do that. That's that's yeah. very interesting because most of my successful clients, the hiring authorities actually interview first, and then yes. once they make the decision, then they send it over to HR. Bingo, bingo. Or the, that's the, the way one, you do it. The one simple question, the million dollar question: Why? Why? Why do you like this person so much? What? Why is this person going to be so successful? Why should I get excited about this? It's it's a it's a one question. Why? You know. Here's my question. So yeah. So, what percentage of your clients will interview a person based upon your recommendation? Let's say you send them a resume. It may not be the mm -hmm. perfect resume, but you say you should definitely talk with this person. What percentage of your clients will interview them just based upon you telling them? Interview yeah. Them? yeah, most of them. I'll say 80 to 90%. My good clients. Yeah, me I, too. Yeah, yeah. If I, you know, I've got some equity guys. I work with some equity folks. And if I bring them a CEO candidate, CFO candidate, that's really, really good. Yeah, they may be, hey, we don't have a position for them now, but we want to know that. We want to know that person. 
Exactly. Get them talking. Yeah. And that's what I define as a good client. Yeah. That's a great client. And it's like, and, and there's, there's a trust, but it's a trust factor. And the trust right. factor is the trust factor. But, but that's the thing about superstar people is that, you know, Tiger Woods hired Butch Harmon to be his swing coach. You know, Tiger took it upon himself to go find the best coach out there. You know, you think about, you know, the great athletes or the great businessmen in the world. You know, you know, you, know, you talk about you know, the, the great thing about Zuckerberg over Facebook. Well, he's a Harvard graduate or he's a Harvard dropout. Well, yeah, but all the people around him are Harvard MBAs. He went out and exactly. hired, you know, he graduated. He had a, he had a bigger vision that he wasn't going to fulfill at Harvard. But what does he do for the execution? He goes out and Harvard hires all his buddies from Harvard. You know, smart people. So now look at, you know, look at Facebook or whatever the hell it's called, Meta or whatever it's called today. Um, yeah, it's, it's jamming. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, yeah. I, so, uh, yes, superstars. It doesn't take many superstars in a company to transform that company either. A couple. A couple. A couple. That's what I'm looking for with my clients. I tell them that up front. I'm not looking to just place talent in your company. I'm looking for that transformational superstar. Mm -hmm. And that's why we pay attention to things like the grit, mental acuity, the drive, team ability. Yep. That to me is, is I mean, you have to have a certain amount of experience, mm -hmm. but you don't have to have an abundance of it. Yep. That to me is, is, is what makes a superstar what? is the attributes but let's talk about let's talk about that transformational superstar. And here is where companies miss it. Here is where companies miss it. They get the transformational superstar on board, and then they don't do what it takes to keep them there. Like your guy got yeah. a lot of equity. You're like, hey, if you make us rich, you're gonna be you're gonna be wealthy. But what they do is they put this they 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 take this transformational superstar. And then they get the, you know, and then they, they send them swimming with a hundred pound weight on their back. Right. It's like, you know, then they, you know, they just don't take, do what is, you know, Hey, look, you know, why don't you take a, that transformational superstar and give him a thousand shares of the company stock? Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah. He, yeah, she's only a director. Why would we give her a thousand? Because she's going to be a transformational superstar. If, if you like her, I guarantee <clears throat> you 10 other people like her too. You know, Kansas City gave Mahomes a $400 million contract, half a billion dollars, you know, yeah. almost. Yeah. He's going to stay there a while. Um, yeah, exactly. I'll go to my alma mater, you know, Texas Tech. Texas Tech had the best basketball coach in the NCAA, Chris Beard. And, oh, yeah. we were about to give Chris a lifetime contract. Well, you didn't, you know, and now he left for more money to go to the University of Texas. Lincoln Riley, yeah. you know, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. You know, Lincoln yeah. Riley leaves Oklahoma and he goes to USC. He was a transformational coach. I know, man. I think about, you know, look, I see transformational people in business all the time. Yeah. And they're calling me up yeah. and, hey, I, can I go find, can I go find better? Yeah, I can go find better. Here's what I'm looking I for. just play somebody. So with that $50 million guy, right? He calls you up and he says, uh, if you find any good, producers out there young producers let me know i don't really have a need for anybody but i want to grow mm -hmm. i just happened to get an email from a woman 
who I've been trying to recruit for like 10 years. And she's an absolute superstar working for a company that does not reward her. Mm -hmm. It's a small company. I call her up. She goes, I don't, she goes, now I'm just thinking about leaving. I'm not sure yet, but I'm just starting to think about it. So I'm going to introduce you to somebody. I introduce her to this guy and he goes, I love her, man. Where the hell has she been? I said, I'm hiring her. He goes, Mm -hmm. how much, how much money is she making? I love no, no, that. no, 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 no. Here's what he said. That's my mistake. He, I was going to say, most people will ask me, how much is the candidate making, right? right, right. Now, in the it, in many states, and I think 15 states, that's act, that question is actually question. illegal. It's illegal, actually. In, in the state of Maryland, you cannot ask somebody how much they're making. But this right. is what my clients always say. How much are they making? I'm like, yeah. who the hell cares what they're making? Yeah. It's how much they're worth. So this guy, like this $50 million guy, Mm-hmm. He didn't get there by being stupid. So instead of asking me how much she's making, he he's like, "How much is she worth?" Yep. I said, "She's worth about one hundred and fifty thousand." Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get her one hundred and fifty k. Let's go. He's buying a Cadillac, or he's he's buying a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he pays whatever it takes because he recognizes talent and he wants to keep her. Mm-hmm. Smart thing, man. That's it. It's She's not, gonna make a million dollars there. That's no exactly what 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 somebody you know you know it's like real estate. What did you pay for this house? Doesn't matter <laughs> what I. It doesn't matter what I paid for the house. <laughs> it's what it's worth today to you. <laughs> you know the value of something. Yeah, fucking people the, stupid or what? The yeah. value of something in this world. The value of something in this world is two things. What's the value? You know, you know the it, it's what is somebody willing to pay for it. Yeah, you know, or it's like a stock. Yeah, you know, what is the value of this thing going to be in ten years? What do you pay for right. it today? What the value of it's going to be in ten years? And you know, you know, that's the thing. It's like, hey, look, you know, you know, it's going back to my my clueless HR guy. The company wants to double, but they've got a they've got an HR guy who, who doesn't know how to double a company. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know how to do that. He's got yeah, no clue. Exactly. He's, he's got no freaking clue how to double a company. And and it's like, you know, and 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 yeah, so it's like, well, we want to double the company. Well, you better go get a team of people in your executive suite that knows how to double companies. You know, get rid know. of the, you know, that's you know, that's that's what it's all about. I, yeah, I'm in this, you know, I'm in a couple of growth stocks, speculative growth stocks. You know, the, they're expensive, but I like the management. The management is all the, the managers or the, the CEOs and CFOs are all people that have proven before that they know how to double and triple companies. Well, okay, I'll go take a bet on those per- people. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, yeah. so, yeah, but that's, you know, that's it. You know, you look at the background of a person, you go, hey, this is a person that can, this is a person yeah. that can grow. This is a person that could grow exponentially. You know, that's how you find a superstar. I'm going to be getting some emails from my HR counterparts tomorrow morning. That's okay. I just got a, I just got a text from one of them right now. <laughs> Rob, call me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. They're a very small client, anyways. Uh, to be honest know, with you, uh, you know, it's like uh, yeah. Hey, look. Hey, look. At the end of the day, it's this. You know, your 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 you know your job. You know, I guess here's the way to sum it up. If you're a company. 
and you want yeah you, know, you want to double triple quadruple revenues you got to start thinking like we're, we're 100 million you know this is a great example your buddy dave Dunn. you know dave right yeah all right so dave and i are really good friends and i just flipped dave a deal because it wasn't really in my area of expertise but he was really good company's about a 30 million 25 million dollar company now and they want to be 100 and the first thing dave said to them is you better find a person that could think like a hundred million dollar company. Yeah. Quit thinking about, you know, don't hire the $10 million guys who are in your budget, find the hundred million dollar person and pay them 50 grand more than, than you want to. Yeah. They just signed him up, sent him the retainer. He's good. That's how you think about it. If you want to be a hundred million dollar, if you're $25 million business, you want to be a hundred million dollar business. You better find people who can think like hundred million dollar businesses. If, yeah, you're a, that's a good point. if you're a $150,000 a year person and you want to be a million dollar person, you got to stop thinking like a $150,000 a year person. If you're an hourly person, if you're making 25 bucks an hour and you want to be in the top one or 2% or 3%, you better start figuring out what the top one or two or 3% thinks about every day, every day of the year. And trust yeah. me, it ain't, do I want to be in a union? You know, that's what, you know, that's how people become superstars. They're not yeah. thinking for today. They're thinking about the vision of tomorrow and down the road. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. So, Hey, it's been a great conversation, dude. I yeah. love it, man. It's all good. I always love these conversations. We're getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of good compliments on this series. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, I mean, we're personally alienating a lot of our HR counterparts, but uh, hey, you know yeah. what? We'll be okay, man. So, <laughs> hey, we'll do it again next week, bro. Okay. All right, man. We'll talk to you Sunday. See ya. All right. All right, Greg. See you, man. Cheers. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.